You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hope everybody is doing well. Thank you so much for checking us out here. If you don't like that, I'm going to talk about something that I came across on social media involving Ernie Johnson from TNT and the Alabama football team. I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. I've talked about going out and meeting a stranger, striking up a conversation, finding out a little bit about that individual Uh, meet somebody that doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you, maybe of a different generation. And I've done that this past year. And it's it's amazing uh, the friendships that I have met along the way. But it goes back down to, you know, what can you do to make someone's life better? And when I came across this a day ago or two days ago, I was just like, man, it does not get any better than that. So we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about something that I think is controversial based on everything that I've read. And it's going to happen this year in the National Football League. It's the Black National Anthem. So I'm going to spend some time getting into that. We've got our Crowd Ultra Q&A. And as always, Grant's Rant. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works Plumbing is a full service plumbing solution for you and whether it is leak detection water line repair bathroom plumbing new works plumbing is there for you and remember their expert technicians are available 24 7 for all of your plumbing needs just go to newworksplumbing.com that's n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com ernie johnson tnt multiple emmy award winner Uh, as good as they come, but even a better human being than you see on TNT. The guy is just uh, a phenomenal person. As a matter of fact, you know, I I don't ever recall in all my years of being in the business meeting anyone that said a negative word about Ernie Johnson. Well, he addressed the Alabama football team, and if you follow – Alabama football on social media you can watch the video yourself but the Alabama football team put out Ernie Johnson's speech 
to the team. And again, I encourage you to go to Alabama football's website and watch it because you'll probably have even a deeper appreciation watching it than you will listening to it right now. NBA on TNT and TBS. When Nick Saban asks if you would come and speak to his football team, yes and no, not the answers. What time is the answer? And what I've had at Turner, I've been there for 32 years now. What I've got is a get-to job, not a got-to job. I get to do that. When you look across a room and you lock eyes with a teammate and you're wearing the same colors that you get to, that's not a got to. See, the reason our show is successful is because nobody tries to make it about themselves. Chuck's never tried to do that. Shaq's never tried to do that, neither has Kenny. And God knows I'm not trying to. Nobody cares what I think about a basketball game. I'm just trying to get us from point A to point B to point C, and I'm trying to make these guys shine. It's about knowing your role. So what is your role? There's value in everybody. Everybody on our team at Turner, value in every position. When I think about value, I think about this kid right here. See, I'd come home from work one day and she said, you know what we need to do? She says, no, we need to go to Romania and adopt a kid. I said, no, hold on, I mean, we, we've got two children. We've, you know, we're the script, we're following the script. Don't be afraid to go unscripted, folks. Cheryl had seen a, a story on ABC News about these Romanian orphans being warehoused. Those with special needs were just forgotten. Let's give a kid a second chance. So we went unscripted. The nurse who handed this boy to her, you know what, you know what she said? She said, don't take this boy, he's no good. Can you imagine? And I said, bring him home. He gets diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, which a lot of kids don't make it out of their teens when you got that, because your muscles don't grow, they waste away. The coach with less hair than me, a guy named Phil Bolier. Michael, at this point, is in high school. See, this coach knows what I know. He knows there's value in everybody. He said, I want him to be my five-foot-tall impact player with no vertical leap. He said, because I see value in him. Because the day I met him, I followed him into his classroom. I had a conversation with him, and Michael doesn't communicate well. And he has a kind of a rain man kind of memory. So if he meets you, you tell him what you drive, he'll never forget it. So he has this great memory, but he also has this three words he loves to say. You don't have to say it to him first. He just says, love you too. This is from a kid who didn't speak until he was eight. So Phil Bolier asked if he could be on his basketball team so he could teach his team two things. Maximum effort for Michael to move any muscle in his body. Takes everything he's got. And he said, I wanted to teach my team having a heart for others. And that heart for others runs deep. Where you can lock eyes with the teammates and say, I'd do anything for you. I would do anything for you. He teaches all of his students how to say I love you in sign language. He says, and, and, and look, if you, if you tip your index finger at the other person, it means love you too. So that on senior night, Michael goes out last, my wife and I follow his wheelchair out there, like the other players, people are standing and applauding. But unlike the other players, 
I look up in the student section and they're standing like this. Because this kid, this Romanian orphan, and this coach from Indiana somehow got together in a gym in Brazelton, Georgia, and taught this huge school about love. Remember, don't take this boy, he's no good. Right, value in everybody. When you step away from your agenda and notice that there are moments that can make somebody's life better. That's all I try to teach me and I mean, teach my kids. When you wake up in the morning, how am I gonna make somebody else's life better today? And there's a team much bigger than this. There's a, there's a team that is trying to make somebody's day better. That's all of us. I was just gonna wear this shirt today, and I thought it'd be a little informal just to show up in a t-shirt. But this is what's underneath. Be a better human. How are you gonna do it? How are you gonna do it? Love you too. Well, you know, to me, it really doesn't get much better than that. And I, I wanted to play that because there were so many great messages. And again, I invite you to go to the Alabama football team's uh, Twitter page. That's where I saw this. But Ernie Johnson, with a couple of real important messages, there's value in everybody. He said that several times in his five-minute speech to the Alabama football team. There's value in everybody. He went on and said, step away from your agenda and try to make someone's life better. And then the shirt that he had under his dress shirt was a T-shirt, and it said, be a better human. I don't know how many times over the years I've talked about this when I was on my radio show in Sacramento particularly, is that there's too much bitching that goes on in this country. There's too much finger-pointing that goes on in this country. There's too much venom in this country. And I have shared this story many times, but I don't mind sharing it again for those of you that are new to the podcast and weren't part of my Sacramento radio audience. I've said this for as long as I can remember, being on the air when someone would call up and criticize me when I was talking about delicate issues. And they would say, well, what have you done? And I would say, and I would list what I've done. And again, I'm not going to make this about Grant Napier, but I spent a lot of my free time, both my wife and I did, in making young people's lives better through the Future Foundation. We put over one hundred at need underprivileged students in the college all right i firmly believe that i and we wasn't just i it was all of my sponsors and the great donors and all of our volunteers we with a capital w made lives better we made and we attempted to make humans better why because There's value in everybody. I remember interviewing a lot of our 
potential students that would enter our program. And when you went through the application process and you read some of the essays and about their life stories, you just couldn't believe it. And then when you somehow in a very difficult process, we on the board would dwindle it down to 16 students and we would bring them in for in-person interviews. And very often they were with one parent or an aunt or an uncle or an older sibling. And when we heard their stories, it was just unbelievable. And these were students that had a lot going for them, but because of their situation, they needed an olive branch to hold on to. We tried to provide that olive branch. Ernie Johnson, there's value in everybody. I believe there's value in everybody, and it's why I said all lives matter every single one, because I believe there is value in everybody. And Ernie's message, step away from your agenda and try and make someone's life better. Again, I used to have the conversation on my radio show. And when someone asked me what I did and I would let them know what I tried to do to make people's lives better, I would say, what have you done to make your community better? And very often, I was met with silence. Again, the reason why I'm talking about this on my podcast today is there's just too many people that just complain and are negative, 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 and all they do is bitch and they complain, but they don't do anything about it. And they don't try to make anyone's life better. When's the last time you made a stranger's life better? When's the last time that you went up to somebody that you did not know and started a conversation with that individual? If you have, I give you a big pat on the back. And if you haven't, it's not too late to start. I wanted to play that because that's one of the best five minutes of video that I have seen in a long time. And if you take nothing else away from Ernie Johnson, just remember these two lines. There's value in everybody. Be a better human. How about that? It's not hard to do, is it? Not hard to do at all. Fabulous job by Nick Saban and the Alabama football program. But for Nick to ask Ernie Johnson to come in and speak to the football team. Ernie Johnson should be speaking to everybody. That's what Ernie Johnson should do. Ernie Johnson should run for political office, although I wouldn't want my worst enemy to have to do that. But you understand my point. Great job by Ernie Johnson, and again, great job by Nick Saban and the Alabama football team. All right, I want to switch gears and talk about the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, that's going to be played before every game this coming season. And I want to spend some time on this because I think there's going to be a lot of discussion, and I think it would be good to educate ourselves before this becomes part of the fabric of the National Football League. This was... Uh, a song that was written over 120 years ago by James Weldon Johnson. Now, you know by now, I'm sure the NFL announced that it will play the Black National Anthem before every game this coming season, all right? Now, there are a lot of things that I want to go over as it relates to the Black National Anthem, all right? Again, we're talking about 1900. Uh, We're talking about 
and this was really for the NAACP, uh, the song became a rallying cry for black Americans during the civil rights movement in, uh, of the 50s and the 60s. And when you go back to Super Bowl 55 this past February, Alicia Keys performed Lift Every Voice and Sing. Again, I'm just giving you some background. I thought it was very interesting what Chris Conley of the Jacksonville Jaguars said a year ago in response to the league's considerations of playing the Black National Anthem. Quote, the league taking the opportunity to play Lift Every Voice and Sing is sweet. It's a great way to honor those who started this movement year and years ago. For those who aren't familiar with it, this song seeks to remind us of our past as a country and to strive to be better. It speaks to all of us, not just black people, even though it became a rallying cry for blacks in the Jim Crow era. It's a beautiful message birthed from pain. And then he closed the series of tweets. He refuted those that claim the song is divisive. Chris Conley said that it's not just for black people to acknowledge, but for anyone who wants to press towards a better future. Now, not everyone feels the way that Chris Conley does. I'm going to present both sides of this because I think it's important to hear what people from around the country, people in the media, newspaper columnists, broadcasters, how they feel about this. I want to read a couple of excerpts from a story that I read in the Arizona Republic. It was uh, written by a gentleman by the name of Bill Gutekunst. And Bill talked about this, what will become a ritual beginning this year. And, and I don't agree with what Bill wrote, but I'm going to read it anyway. He said, the NFL will have social justice messaging on fields and on helmets. This is also a good thing. It's too bad the NBA didn't continue putting social justice messages on jerseys like they did in the bubble at the end of last season. I disagree with Bill. I think he's tone deaf here because I think he wasn't listening to a lot of the audience that said no to the NBA. And I don't think he listened to the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, at the conclusion of the bubble before the start of the next season, when he basically said that they were removing some of the social messaging, such as Black Lives Matter, from the court because he's realized and the league understands that there are a lot of people that just want to go and watch the game. I'm one of them. I've been very consistent in my belief about what sports is. Way before Colin Kaepernick, by the way, ever took a knee. Now, this gentleman from the Arizona Republic, who I completely disagree with, Bill Gutekunst, said this. He said, there's something to be said for not playing any anthem before the games for just starting them. But if you're going to play the Star Spangled Banner, play Lift Every Voice and Sing too. What's the harm? It's a beautiful song. It's meaningful. And it should be played at sporting events if anything at all is. Again, I disagree with him. Has nothing to do with the song either being beautiful or not being beautiful. I don't agree with his assessment there. But I'm reading different viewpoints 
because this is going to be a very, I don't want to say controversial, but it's going to be a, a very debated topic. Then I read a column by Michael Rosen from uh, the Gazette, an American radio personality and a political commentator. And he had a quote from a gentleman by the name of Timothy Askew, a black professor at a historically black school, Clark Atlanta University. And he pointed out that Askew loves the words and message of lift every voice and sing, but he says it's better described as a hymn. And then he said on CNN, Askew said, quote, it should not be labeled as a black national anthem, suggesting black people are separatists and want to have their own nation, meaning everything Martin Luther King Jr. believed about being one nation gets thrown out the window. Then the author, Michael Rosen, wrote this paragraph. American blacks aren't a nation. They're one of many demographic groups within our nation, as our, our excuse me, as our whites, Latinos, men, women, Christians, Jews, Muslims, the young, the old, the rich, the poor, etc. Should all of these have national anthems? Blacks are 12% of the U.S. population. Latinos are 19%. Should they have an anthem too? A national anthem shouldn't divide us. It should be all-inclusive and honor our country. I don't know of any nation that does otherwise. Very interesting. Then I read this column in the New York Post by Phil Mushnick. And Phil is not a fan of Roger Goodell, has made that very clear and said this, to think that Goodell is dense enough to believe that such a separate but equal public relations scheme will promote goodwill as opposed to divisiveness. What will happen this season? Should black fans stay seated during the in quotation marks, white anthem? After all, Goodell has implied that the standard version is not for blacks. Should white customers remain seated during the black anthem? Black in quotation marks. Goodell has clearly indicated that it's not being played for the NFL's white fans. And what to do with those misguided souls, black and white, who might still feel as if we should all be united under just one anthem. Should they seek race counseling? Will group sessions be segregated? Will there be enough security at games willing to break up race-based brawls? Why doesn't Goodell have NFL stadiums further divide by race? Have race-specific entrances, water fountains, concession stands, parking lots, restrooms. His anthem play resurrects such long-gone race history. Only a pandering boob who exercises no foresight would even consider such a plan, let alone enact it. But Goodell has allowed attending or watching an NFL game to become a political exercise, an avenue to express and stress racial discord, as opposed to watching a football game. And as a white minority, I'm also a Jew who was raised to recognize wrong from right and never black from white. I'm tired make that sick and tired of being tactically condemned as a racist by sports commissioners who work in mortal fear of being called racist 
by the selectively blind, outraged, wishful, and politically ambitious. He ends by saying this. If Goodell truly believes the NFL's white fans are in need of racial awakening and makeover, just say that rather than install repugnant reminders starting with separate national anthems. So I gave you kind of different viewpoints from different individuals in the media. I got a solution. How about we get rid of the Star-Spangled Banner and we get rid of the Black National Anthem? And why don't we play a I'll condense it down to two and a half minutes. Why don't we play a two and a half minute recording from Ernie Johnson Jr. before every game? How about Ernie just has a message? A message where 75,000 people can hear there's value in everybody. Not black, not white, not Hispanic, not Asian. Everybody. That's right. Every single one. How about that? How about Ernie Johnson just goes, there's value in everybody. Be a better human. I don't know about you, but I'll take that. I'm okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I would have, if I were with my children, and hopefully one day grandchildren, I would make sure that they were standing and paying attention to those very important messages. There's value in everybody. I've said this for years and years and years. Long time I've been saying this. You bring political, social messaging in the sports, and you are going to have major problems. Major. And I believe we're there. And I believe the TV ratings reflect that. And I believe attendance in Venues will reflect that as well. It's bad. It's very bad. And having the Star Spangled Banner and the Black National Anthem played before every game, in my opinion, is not a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. And I would love to know how you feel about this. Because it's an important topic. Hit me up on Crowd Ultra. Hit me up on my Twitter account at Grant Napier Show. You can reach out to me on my other social media platforms. I would love to know whether you think Lift Every Voice and Sing, in addition to the Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem, should they both be played before NFL games? I, for one, Say no. And if you want to get rid of just the national anthem and the black national anthem altogether, get rid of it. I, I, I'm to that point. I really am. Now to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Jay wants to know, you often ask your guest announcers what their dream play-by-play job would be. If you got a call from an NBA NFL, NHL, MLB, or college team, which sport or team would you most like to hear from? I would most like to hear from the New York Giants. To be the radio voice of the New York Giants would be 
Nirvana for me, it would be the ultimate, ultimate dream job. My second dream job would be any team in the National Hockey League. Very good question, Jay. Appreciate that. Adam wants to know what percentage of NFL stadiums will require fans to be vaccinated. I believe quite a few. I believe actually most of them, more than quite a few. I think when we get to it, Adam, I think most of them will. Very good question. Tom asked, what would your book be about? Great question. My books that I've been asked to write is going to be about my stories, and I have a lot of great stories, but it's also going to be about the truth and things that you don't know about that you would want to know about. So I don't know if I'm going to write a book yet, although I think I'm going to based on conversations I've had with one particular individual that really wants me to, that will help me. But it would be about my great stories, and I have some phenomenal stories and things that you've never heard that I think you would love to hear about. All right, Matt wants to know, do you think you'll ever move back to New York? I do not see myself moving back to New York. Corey asked, do you think you'll regain interest in sports in the future. Have I put out that I'm not interested in sports anymore? If I have, I apologize. I'm still very interested in sports. I don't watch it, Corey, as much as I used to, but I'm still very interested in sports, and I can't wait for football season to begin. But I will also tell you this, because I did this last year, and I'm going to do it again this year. I will not watch any pregame show, and I will not watch until the ball is on the tee, being kicked in the air, because I don't want my political uh, messaging. I don't want politics in my sports. I don't want all of that in my sports. And for that reason, I will not turn the game on until the ball is on the tee. Then I'll start watching it. Jacob wants to know, can you believe J.R. Smith is trying to play NCAA golf? Jacob, nothing surprises me anymore. Brad wants to know, hey, Grant, what do you have to say about Shaq selling his minority Kings ownership? It's an absolute non-story, Brad. It's an absolute non-story. Kevin asked, have you seen any updates about Trevor Bauer? I have not, and I can't see him pitching again this year. I just don't see it. Josh asked, what are the chances the Bills move to Austin? Well, the fact that Jerry Jones owns the Dallas Cowboys and Austin is, for all intents and purposes, in their backyard, I would say slim and none. I don't see that happening. Tony asked, do you like that the NFL will be strictly enforcing taunting rules. I do. There's no place for taunting. There really isn't. So I'm up, I'm actually okay with that. I really am. I'm absolutely okay with that. Ben wants to know, where does Luca rank in the NBA? Well, I know a lot of people have him in the top five. I, I don't have him in the top five. Win a playoff series first, would you please? Um, I would have him in my second five, but I don't have him in my first five. What about you, Ben? You have him in your top five? Julian says, did you see Giannis Adetokounmpo describe kids' coaching style as psychological warfare in his biography? I have not seen that. Did he say that? Be very interesting to see how all that's going to work in Big D. Josh says, do you like the fish? You know what, Josh? Back in June, I went deep sea fishing for the first time in my life. We went 50 miles offshore and caught red snapper and I absolutely loved it. It was great. Do I like the fish? You know, I don't I don't have to go back tomorrow. Um I have not really with the exception of being a little boy on a small or not a small but a decent size lake in Maine have never fished in my life. 
So I would not say that I like to fish, but I really enjoyed that deep sea fishing and catching uh, the red snapper. That was really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Nick says, should Baylor's football team have been penalized beyond probation? You know, Nick, I'm not familiar with the report. In other words, I, I didn't investigate Baylor. They went through a very thorough investigation. And so I would say no. I, I would say no based on the fact that there was so much. Uh, and a lot of time went into that investigation, Nick. A lot of time. Tyler wants to know, are you surprised Alden Smith got cut and arrested again? No, Tyler. I'm surprised that there was a team stupid enough to want Alden Smith. How many times have I said this, Tyler? If you listen to me in Sacramento, how many times over the years have I said Alden Smith is going to end up really hurting someone one day and that he does not deserve to be on an NFL field? I believe I said that for the first time, what was it, five years ago? maybe a little bit longer, I said Alden Smith does not deserve to be on an NFL roster, and I said he's dangerous to society and that he is, and I, I don't know if I used the term killed someone one day, but I, I still believe that. I think Alden Smith has got major issues, and I am going to stay with my initial narrative. He has no business. He has not earned the right. He has no business being anywhere near a national football team. Charlie asked, why would Dennis Schroeder turn down $84 million with the Lakers for only six with the Celtics? Well, Charlie, he made a mistake. Bonte Wells made that big mistake when he turned down a $30-plus million offer and ended up going to China for, what, a million? Hey, some guys, and, and here's the other deal about Schroeder. He can still make that after this year. He's only 27. You know, if he has a really good year for Boston, he'll get a big-time deal next year, in my opinion. But right now, it doesn't look too bad. Kenny says, did you see Isaiah Thomas dropped 81 in a Pro-Am game? Well, I don't know why anybody would be impressed that a former NBA player could score 80 points in a Pro-Am game. Big deal. And Isaiah is one of my favorite players of all time, and I root for the guy every day. But so what? Who the hell cares? He scored 81 points against whom? Like, I got to be impressed with that? I'm not impressed with that. With that said, I'm praying and I'm hoping that he ends up on an NBA roster this year. I'm a huge fan of Isaiah Thomas. Brendan asked, is Spencer Dinwiddie good enough to be the main guy for the Wizards? I don't know about main guy, but clearly one of the main guys. I'm a big fan of his. I think the guy's really, really good. I think he's very good. Jackson wants to know, are you watching any preseason football? Jackson, stay tuned for Grant's Rant. Ricky asked, do you see that the Florida Panthers are sponsoring the used quarterback? I did see that. Hey, name, image, likeness. Good time to be 18, 19, 20, 21 years old and a standout athlete in college sports. It's time for Brent's Rant. Today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. All right, last week we had the Hall of Fame game with Dallas and Pittsburgh. Raise your hand if you saw any starters on the field. And now we get to week one of the NFL preseason, and I am blown away by people that actually spend a lot of time watching these games. I really am. They don't mean a damn thing. If you gamble, that's different. I'm not speaking to the gamblers out there. I'm just speaking to the sports fan. Why the hell would anybody spend three hours watching NFL preseason football? Didn't we learn anything last year when we didn't have NFL preseason? Did anybody miss it? No. Then what happened? We had regular season football, and everybody was like, yes, 
Yes, yes. NFL preseason football. Don't care about it. Here's what I do care. When I watch the New York Giants play, my team, I don't want to see any injuries. I don't care about anything else. I don't want any injuries. That, to me, determines whether you have a good preseason or a bad preseason. Now, something else I would like if I have a young quarterback, such as the Jets, the 49ers, the Jaguars, not necessarily all going to be starting, but the point is, yeah, I would like to see that they look like they belong out on the field. But other than that, what a waste of time preseason football is. And yet, I have friends, many friends, that can't wait to watch the games. And I'm like, well, you got to be really freaking bored if you're that excited to watch NFL preseason football. It's not for me. It really isn't. And all I care about are injuries. If my team gets through the preseason without any serious injuries, yeah, that's all I care about. What about you? Let me know. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Really appreciate you listening to if you don't like that, don't forget to check out my video rants as well. They're over on YouTube. Hope you enjoyed the message by Ernie Johnson Jr. as much as I did. There's value in everybody. Don't ever forget that. Be a better human. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.